Hi everyone and welcome to Discipleship Under the Crown, a podcast where we talk about keeping discipleship and youth ministry front and centre in this crazy era of COVID-19. I'm Al James. I'm a youth ministry advisor working for YouthWorks in Sydney, Australia, partnering mostly with Bible-believing Anglican churches to see effective youth ministry in every church. And the youth ministry landscape has changed dramatically over the month of March. In just a few short weeks, there's been a cascade of restrictions placed on people in an attempt to flatten the curve of this pandemic. Education and work are mostly happening from home. The government has banned gatherings of just more than two people. And for youth ministry, this has meant a dramatic pivot where the heartbeat of most ministries face-to-face can't happen. And yet, God is still king. He still wears the crown. Even while this virus wears a lesser crown, the mission of youth ministry remains the same, helping young people to know, love and follow Jesus. And so this podcast will focus on issues of discipleship in the era of the coronavirus, trying to answer the question, how do we do discipleship under the crown? Uh, my guest today is Mitch Everingham. Uh, Mitch serves at St Faith's Church in Narrabeen. It's on Sydney's Northern Beaches where he's been the youth minister since 2015. And today we're going to be talking with Mitch about a really important part of following Jesus, and that is loving your neighbour. How do you love your neighbour when you can't see them? Uh, welcome, Mitch. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to hear from you about what you're doing in your ministry to help people love their neighbor but first um, I really want to hear from you um, about how you're going Uh, you know this pandemic is a huge thing that is going on it's going to have massive implications um, massive impacts on the world how are you what's your personal response been to this whole thing yeah I mean obviously still feeling like I'm struggling to come to terms with the enormity of it Uh, I mean as we're recording this it's it's the very end of March now and so it feels like it's been a couple of weeks since that's been sinking in here in Australia. And it just feels um, obviously unprecedented, but also like we, we, we can't really come to terms with the full um, extent of how this is going to impact us in the long term as well. And so, you know, for me, I guess there's been a mixture of feelings. There's um, been times where I felt overwhelmed by how that's, that's impacting things for me at, at work also, mm. um, you know, times when I felt thankful, um, you know, my wife and I both still have our jobs and, mm. um, you know, are able to keep working and we're healthy at this point. And so there's thankfulness in there. There's also just that, I suppose, sense of grieving about, um, yeah, the fact that countless people around the world are, are dying at the moment mm. as well. And so there, there's all those things going on. And mm. um I, I guess my, my personal response has been, I think this was when you first um, got in touch with me about speaking to this topic today was um, probably a few weeks ago, I was, I was sitting there just, just wondering what, what does this actually mean for me as a, a follower of Jesus? Like, how do I, how do I navigate this and be different to, to mm-hmm. what's going on in the world? And just decided to put up a, a quick Facebook post and um, said, you know, if anyone's in need at this point, whether it's, uh, helping with kids or picking up groceries or if you lose your job and you need money, like get in touch with my wife, Susan and I, and we'd love to help however we can. Mm, mm. And just the, the response from that was, um, it was crazy to see. Like there's there so many people that reached out and actually said, 
I really am in need. I really do need some of these, these practical things. And I suppose that was sparked by, by just looking around at people rushing to get toilet paper and hoard mm. um, material things for themselves and just saw that there was a lot of greed, I suppose, as the, the first response and mm. wanted to kind of have some kind of counter story to that of, of generosity. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember seeing that post and, and just, I mean, almost had tears in my eyes kind of seeing that kind of act of love, even even over social media. Um, things have changed a fair bit since then. There's sort of been this, you know, uh, cascade of government restrictions. Um, mm. We're now at a point where, you know, we've got a limit of two for social gatherings. Uh, we've actually been asked not to leave our homes unless we really need to. I'm at, I'm at home. You're in your place of work, I assume. Um, yep. or at home, um, uh, this makes the Christian imperative of loving your neighbour pretty hard. Uh, so why is it so important to make sure that neighbour love doesn't slip off our radar in this kind of crazy time with all these restrictions? Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose one of the, the verses that comes to mind immediately is when um, there's some of the Pharisees and they ask Jesus, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus responds and tells them that it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. And then he gives them a second one, even though they've only asked for, for one. Mm. He says, and the second's like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And so there's this, this interwoven uh, thing, I think, there in Jesus's mind that you can't, you can't have one without the other. Mm. Um, I mean, even in, in 1 John Chapter four is the, the verses that we're looking at this week at youth where it says that we love because he first loved us. Mm. Um, and so I think it's not just, not just a necessary response mm. um, to the gospel, but I think probably more than that, it, it seems to be described as this instinctive response that Christians ought to have mm. in response to being loved so much. And um, I think right now there's just a unique opportunity because our, our world's really desperately in need. Um, mm. so much more than probably, uh, any time that at least I can recall, um, from things like, you know, social isolation where that, uh, that's needed right now to, um, to care for people and their health, but it also is going against a lot of how we're created as relational beings. And so we need to, we need to still be looking for ways to love people, uh, even when we can't see them face to face that are going to be good for their well-being and helping them to, to flourish and come to know, know Jesus and enjoy the life that he's given them. Um, so I think right now, yeah, we really need to be thoughtful and creative and constantly keeping on that on our agenda uh, because we're, we're commanded to and I think it's a right response to mm. the love we've been shown in Christ. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's an essential part of being Christian is to actually express mm, love yeah. for neighbour. Yeah. Um, now, you have, um, you've, you've obviously had this on your mind. It's not just something that I asked you to speak about. Um, I'm really going to hear from you. Uh, what are the ways in which you're trying to help your leaders in your youth group and uh, your youth as, as well to actually keep love for their neighbour on the agenda? What are, you, what are you doing to help them with that? Yeah, so I think for, for leaders, when, when all of this was, was first coming to light, uh, probably two and a half weeks ago now, we got together and met and um, said, you know, we can come up with all sorts of great online strategies right now, but 
I think on the other side of this, the thing that our youth will remember the most is whether we loved them through that or not um, and whether we were actually there for them. Um, there's, you know, countless youth in our community and around um, Sydney and the rest of the world that are struggling with their mental health or uh, have, have problems at home and um, struggle with, you know, peer pressure and all, all sorts of things. And if, if a lot of the things that currently um, make up their life are, are taken away, how can we actually fill some of that with uh, gospel-centred love? And so I suppose that was, that was what I led with for, for our leadership team. And then from there for our youth, we actually, um, last Friday night was our first week gathering online and we spoke about the love that God's shown us in Jesus. And then this week for our second week, where we're looking at those verses from 1 John that I mentioned before, uh, about how we then respond by loving other people. And so we're, we're just trying to think about that in two, two ways. Firstly, how can we do something practical? So there's lots of people that have practical needs right now. And we want to want to acknowledge those things and go, how can we, how can we be different to lots of other people and be selfless instead of selfish? And so I've set up um, a button on our website that just says need help with a question mark and, uh, anyone can head there, click that button and fill out a form, letting us know how uh, how they could be assisted at this time. And um, we've got a whole bunch of youth or their families that are willing to, to help people out there. Um, that's things like getting groceries or making meals or picking up um, certain prescriptions if, if that's needed. And so and have you had much of a, an uptake of that already? Yeah, we've actually got more people that are willing to help than people that need help currently, which, um, which is really cool to see because I think uh, over the, the coming weeks, this, this is projected to, to increase in terms Get of its intensity. Yeah. And so to actually have people there ready to help um, while mm. they're still able is, is such a blessing because it means almost straight away we're going to be able to uh, do things practically for people. Um, and mm. so... That's that's awesome, um, and hopefully after this Friday night, we're gonna we're gonna have more people take that up and be able to care for people, uh, not just within our our church, but also in our community as well. Um, and then the second thing, so that was do something practical, and the second thing is do something personal. So also just thinking mm. about um, how do we not just look to our physical neighbors or people that we might not know, but how do we do something personal to love the neighbors that we already do know within our, our church family or within our school communities. And um, that might be messaging people and directly and offering to help if we know that they're in need, but might not feel comfortable asking for it or giving someone a call that we know uh, is struggling with their mental health or um, might be, be battling with the idea of being isolated and being indoors more because uh, that doesn't come naturally for them. And, even um, writing letters to some of the elderly people in our, our church community. Uh, obviously, there's been restrictions over the last few days that are encouraging uh, anyone over 70 to stay inside um, all the time. And mm. so uh, that's really difficult for people there. So some of our young people are hoping to write letters there and um, care for those who are particularly vulnerable in our community. So mm-hmm. there's, there's a bunch of ways that we're thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, Mitch. It's so encouraging to hear the way that that's all happening. Um, and uh, yeah, for your leadership in this, thinking, you know, thinking about this essential part of Christian discipleship, um, you know, this podcast is is all about keeping discipleship at the front and center of all we do, even in this crazy time. And I'm just 
uh, yeah, super encouraged to have been able to talk to you. And uh, yeah, if you're listening, hopefully this can shortcut some of your thinking, give you some ideas on how you can keep this discipleship issue uh, front and center as well. Uh, Mitch, thanks so much for joining us today, mate. It's a pleasure. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Well, if you want to see the need help button at uh, Mitch's Church's website, um, you can do that at stfaiths.org.au. And if you'd like to contact uh, Mitch to talk through any of these issues, you can do that on email, mitch at stfaiths.org.au. Now, we are a brand new podcast and we want to be as helpful as we can to uh, youth ministers and youth ministries. And so if this has been helpful to you, uh, we would love for you to share this, like it, uh, to, to write a review on uh, the various different platforms uh, and uh, get this out to as many people as we can so we can help as many people as we can. Um, really looking forward to our next episode. Stay tuned uh, as we think about how do we do discipleship under the crown. <laughs>